How you doing? Welcome to Hemcloth Radio. This is Michael Ospina. And I'm Kevin Aligue. We're the founders of Hemcloth, where we express our culture and celebrate our roots. This is uh, episode five, and we'll be speaking about culture and fashion. This is a part two of a previous discussion we had about the same topic. On this episode, we're going to be focusing on three main parts. The first part is going to be going back to progress forward. The second part is going to be color representation and the meaning of colors in different cultures. And the third part is going to be the translation of these research into designs. So it's been about six months since our last recording. And just want to say hi to everyone. You've made it. Congratulations. Yeah, it's uh, two months into 2017 and uh, things are pretty high. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. Uh, the world has changed quite a bit since the last recording and definitely want to begin this new year or begin this new era on a good note with some positive points of design of general thinking of general consciousness and, and, and it's uh, gonna be good stuff oh yeah no and also kind of i guess drawing back to what we've been up to in the past few months we kind of like got professional in our careers we've been focusing on a lot of developmental stuff like getting a lot of marketing branding learning about production for the business so there's been a lot of like behind the scenes stuff going on and like we definitely appreciate everyone for sticking with us through the ride and always you know supporting us on the gram definitely we've grown a lot and it's all thanks to everyone that's been collaborating with us and we just want to start it off right and just begin right where we start so um, our first point was going back to progress forward. This really deals with is how we've been delving more into our culture, into our own cultures, to bring back styles that could be you know translated into fashion and bringing different designs that are significantly important culturally. Yeah, like I mean, when you look at some specific styles, like let's say the Agbada, which is like, and that's A G B A D A, which is like a a North, North African attire for like, for men, which looks like, well, for guys and female, but which just looks like a long poncho. It's like you're trying, you're transitioning these old, meaningful designs that have always been in cultures into new era where you can also bring that same style and use it in a 2017 fashion event. Yeah, these old, uh, just traditional, I guess traditional garments and traditional jewelry and traditional accessories have become really popular nowadays. And it's not only a trend in a certain part of the world. For example, Kevin mentioned ponchos being very significant in Nigerian culture and West African culture. And in Colombia, people are really into wearing ponchos as well. It's, de it's definitely something that's been around since the beginning. Mochilas, side bags, the Wayu mochilas, Arwaco mochilas are very popular and they've become just representations of the country in a modern sense. And it, it's interesting because the deeper you delve into your culture, those those trends, those fashions, they last forever. Yeah, you, you really find that nothing changes that much. It's kind of like a transition or reinterpretation of the same things. There's like a modern version of something that's always been there. Exactly. And it's it's just nice for you to celebrate your culture because the th it's already happening. People are, are borrowing, you know, styles from everywhere. But if, if it's your culture, then it's interesting because you could delve into it in maybe certain places that not a lot of people know about. I don't know, a certain trend that, that can mix with something else and you just create your own. The blending of cultures and the, the blending of these culturally significant pieces, these garments can evolve into even crazier pieces. It creates a very different combined vibe. It's like when you look at 
how designers approach like you do mixed media when you create something where you apply some other process mixed with a new process you can apply an old process mixed with a new process so when you look at creating something like fashion or you look at creating something like you know new design you have to look at the old meaningful aspect of what you're doing with the new functional or the new representation or the new aesthetic aspect of it that you're applying to exactly just combining the two finding similarities and then just expanding from that yeah. So definitely that's a huge point going back to progress forward because finding your roots, finding what, where you come from, finding where you're grounded from is a good way to see how you can move forward. Exactly. If you know where you come from, then it's a great start to just evolve into the next level. So this is the first part. That's a good theme that we incorporate in our designs when we make things. We always like to look at the historic aspect of it. Exactly. Um, and speaking about historic aspects and uh, historic just representations, our next point is the selection of color and what specific colors that we use represent. For example, um, we found through our, our research and just sharing ideas that yellow, blue, red and green are important colors that we want to incorporate into our clothing because they're just so represented in our own cultures and Caribbean culture and African culture. And an interesting point is that when you break down the definitions of what these different colors mean, it tends to be the same. Yeah, so like we were looking at the meaning of the color yellow, which from our research means wealth, independence, and it gives that vibe of opulence when you wear like something that's bright or something that's yellow it's kind of like it represents just gold like our, our lands are just filled with gold like you dig and you find gold like of course that would be you know it's pure wealth yeah so, so there's like a, <laughs> a, a royalty attached to those type of you yeah know, that type of color is attached to royalty. like for thousands of years like our ancestors just had crazy pieces of gold there's gold by i'm sure as everyone has heard of the legend of el dorado but it's a real thing Actually, if you go to Bogota, Colombia, and you take a bus two hours outside of the city, some some Wisca residents, they uh, will take you to the lake that is El Dorado, or that was what the Spanish were looking for, the lake of Guatavita. And the king would bathe into the water, and all the people from the kingdom would just throw gold into the lake. So it's definitely a color that is very important. The next color that we also focused on was blue, which uh, represents sky and water. So it's kind of like heaven, top and bottom. Exactly. Again, it's very like... Raging rivers, important rivers, the streams. I mean, water is really what, so, what keeps everything alive. So, of course, it's an important color. And the sky is blue because of all the water. So there you go. There's like a, a, a mirror type of effect that they're like a, there's like a opposites playing off of each other when you think about like the sky and water and how those type of things form. So I think I, I'm interested more in the color blue. Uh, I think I like blue. I, I appreciate blue. Definitely red is one of my favorite colors. Red is, has always represented passion, the color of blood. Yeah, from our research specifically, we found out like the color of blood spilled for the land and it's like a fight for independence so it's a color that represents like breaking out like freedom like yeah red is the color of revolution it's and the color revolution like so that. it's definitely a color that people feel a certain way to it's a very conquering very just it's a color for the fight you yeah, know it's a very powerful color over the years a lot of people have died over peace over land and if you even take it to a different level if you see sometimes the soil or you know 
the soil can be red and it's everything it's, it's like ingrained into like everything to the community to the physical part of it into the land i mean it's powerful yeah even the the color of the earth when you go back to like villages that's a villages back in colombia villages back in nigeria the mud they used to build those houses the clay they have like a reddish look to them so you see all those villages with like clay mud houses they have like a red it's a very gory, very real color. It rep- just represents a, a harsh reality. And green is also an important color that we've found in our research, meaning prosperity, life. I mean, if you look around, everything that grows is green. You know, if it's green, it's, it's great. Yeah, it's like uh, nature is, is contributing back. It's very, like, prosperous. It's very, like, you know, it's about, it's about it's, life. It's sustainable. I mean, if you eat green foods, like, those tend to be the best foods for you. Yeah, no, staying green is always a good point. It's always a good point. It's just it's prosperous and beautiful. Even when you look at, let's say, the Nigerian flag, like they have, they have green, white, green in the flag. So it's, there's a lot of like positivity that's supposed to be pushed through those type of symbolism, those type of representation. It's supposed to mean something to like, you know, the combination of that. Exactly. And these, these four colors together, for some reason, we just found through research. It's not even us just making it up. Like, it's just so important. And these cultures, like uh, the flag of Colombia, of Venezuela, of Ecuador, is yellow, blue, and red. Flag of Cartagena in Barranquilla, yellow, green, and red. And there's red and green in Italian flags. You look at, you know, you look at other European flags. There's a lot of green in a lot of flags, too. Exactly. So, um, this brings us to our third point, which is the translation of research to design. So incorporating these themes into our design is kind of like the part where we have to implement our knowledge from design school, how we adopt the research and the meaning and how all these things can be represented graphically. So we have two designs that we're going to talk about today. The first one is the idea, which is the African warrior princess. She was like a fighter warrior who inherited a throne from her son and Using that type of strong meaning, like we said, going back to go forward, we look at how that can represent a strong, powerful woman and how that can be like a symbol for girls or a symbol for women to aspire towards or to kind of draw strength from. So it's not necessarily just because it's a cool image. When we redraw the curves, when we kind of redo that on the computer, it's kind of like we let it flow naturally. We let like different parts mean different things. Her face to show how the smoothness of, of her eyes is translated, not from like a harsh you know, ancient looks are kind of like a more modern, smooth, finer looking, you know, warrior. So it gives that kind of like bringing back something that's old into a new existence. Yeah, that I mean, that point that Adil was a warrior is interesting because uh, once now that you've done the research, you have the design you want to do. Now, when you put it onto paper and when, for example, when I was drawing it, the markers, I would do it in a certain motion that was kind of had a lot of agility in it, had a lot of curves. Maybe like I'd be listening to some music and like the beat gets a little faster. So it's like, oh, now I'm running. And these uh, these curves just go into a very flowing effect that, I mean, honestly, if someone performed the way that I drew, they'd be the world's best warrior. Fighter artist. <laughs> uh, another design that we come up with using these research is a, a jaguar face. Um, South American culture and um, Caribbean culture, Mayan culture, the jaguar is uh, the king of the forest. It's kind of the predator that lurks in the shadows. I mean, the jaguar kind of runs everything. 
but it's a very noble animal too. And I wanted to represent that. And it's interesting because the culture just loves representing certain animals and just kind of giving them importance. For example, if you go to any place in South America, you go, a lot of places will be called El Puma or things like that. It's just a, it's a celebration of just a, the best of the best, yeah, king no. of the forest. Yeah, I know. And I feel like those historic celebrations are very important. And when you look at these animals, they usually start drawing those same colors that we spoke about earlier. So integrating those colors from the meaning to now adopting this, these colors like the yellow, the blue, green, and red, like putting that into the idea. It's like we don't necessarily have to, let's say, put all four colors on, but once we have, you know, the same color theme, the same scheme of what we're trying to show, it gives that whole, like, you know, the wealth, it shows the independence, like in, in the image, in the color, like the consistency is there. Exactly. The history of the people is just showcased by the color selection and it, it's something that's very interesting that we've found out over time and it's something that I feel amazing to celebrate. You know, and uh, definitely like using those same colors, you can transition that from an African rooted, you know, warrior to like a job but that represents, you know, nobility and also it's very fierce and very, you know, aggressive. You know, that still gives the whole mentality of, you know, something with more meanings or like you know there's a meaning behind what you think it is there's a meaning behind the meaning and that's definitely something since the beginning you just know yeah so definitely like so these are the three points i wanted to cover today this is a culture and fashion part two um these designs that we're definitely going to be showcasing more in our upcoming few months i think uh we did the boat the boat event it was in january that was a huge success yeah thank you for everybody that came out and participated yeah no that was fun if you're at the winwood uh alapata market you know thank you for showing up as well uh, a lot of love out there there was a lot of love out there yeah. shout out to all the vendors that was out there it was a great day at the uh, alapata market shout out to everybody putting up stickers and tagging us everybody uh sending us videos of, of you getting your merchandise we appreciate it Definitely feeling all the love. So yeah, that's definitely one part I wanted to cover. Um, coming up in the next few months, these designs that we're discussing here, we're gonna have a few hats, a few shirts. Yeah, there's some, there's some more stuff coming out, and you could definitely check them out on the Instagram. And we'll be coming out with more episodes soon. Thank you again, everybody, for for tuning in, supporting, for uh, supporting the movement. Oh yeah, and definitely check us out on Instagram at hem cloth and on all our social media thank you for your support and definitely you guys have a great day have a great day be blessed